0: Riley, good morning. How are things?
1: I'm doing great, man. I am a little confused, though. You've been hanging out with uh, Mr. Beckwith too much. My man, Mr. Beckwith, too much. Talking about rebounding doesn't matter. We're, we're, we'll debate that over a beverage later, uh, later in the week. Uh,
0: yes, I have actually. You know, when you sit next to the guy who's thrown more assists in Richmond history than anybody until now, um, it does kind of rub off on you a little bit, Rodney. Probably. Well, I guess
1: be- if you shoot like Beckwith, you don't have to worry about it. He <laughs> just makes everything. So I mean, he's well, probably right in that in that sense.
0: Well, he never had to shoot much because Newman had the ball all the time, so. Beck Beck didn't have an opportunity to to shoot too much. (laughs) Hey, what's your overall um, thought and look at these two teams and how they played to this point, Rodney, in the A-10 tournament? Because I think as it unfolded, it became pretty clear that they were the two best teams, certainly at the end of the season, meaning St. Bonaventure and VCU. By the way, they played their games in the first two games of the A-10 tournament.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, the tournament went straight 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 chalk this year their top four teams were in the semifinals and then the top two teams are going to be finishing up in Dayton at one o'clock on CBS um coming up this Sunday so I think that the two best teams are there I did think coming down the stretch that there were four maybe five teams that could have um been in the in uh NCAA talks and it just didn't didn't finish out that way so I think that we're you know probably you're right a two-bid league right now and they're both playing really good basketball. You know, BCU got bones back and it's exciting. that He's such an exciting player. He just came back after a two week layoff and dropped 30 against, um, you know, Anthony Grant coach Dayton team that um, just was never really able to pull it together this year um, with the talent they had. And then came back with a huge defensive effort against Davidson, a team that they had just lost to a week before. So, the way that the Rams are playing defense, I think they're very difficult to beat. If they play that type of defense, they got a chance to win, you know, not only on Sunday, but, you know, maybe a couple games in the tournament as well.
0: What are you hearing on the Vince Williams front? Because I think you will agree with me on this one, that if there's a glue guy on this VCU team, and sometimes glue guy gives you the perception that he's not all that great a player, but I mean just the opposite. He's been a great player and a glue guy and maybe doesn't get all the headlines, and I know he's been banged up a little bit. He is banged up a little
1: bit. I have not not gotten an update on, it. and it was something different too because it was his back spasms. And hmm. you know, according to Coach Rhodes, he has not had that problem in the past. So hopefully, with a week of it healing, um, a week of it healing, that it's not, it's gonna, it, it's, it'll take care of itself. You know, we've got a great trainer in Dennis Williams who has You know, NBA experience. He's used to the guys having to travel and and take care of them, and he's got the best facilities ever at the basketball development center that they built. And, you know, I think that he's going to be okay because he has been such a phenomenal player this year. Like you said, coming in for the first time, being healthy as a junior and, you know, he's not developed a three point shot over the summer. He, you know, he had time to work on that because he was the first time he didn't have shoulder surgery over the summer. So he really has pulled it together for us and bones is bones is the premier player, but without Vince Williams, um, it, I don't know that we'd be where we are today. And you're right. He does a lot of things that aren't on the stat sheet, whether it's protecting the rim by that rotation and drawing a charge or whether it's, um, you know, helping out on offense, creating space for some of the bigs by knocking down a three.
0: He's just been phenomenal this year. Catching up with Rodney Ashby on our Herman Allen Hotline, talking some VCU basketball, previewing the 8-10 final Sunday against St. Bonaventure. Um, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but what do you take away from the two games against the Bonnies? And in a way, Rodney, I think you can almost, that first game where VCU had the big lead at halftime and lost it up in Olean, I think you could turn that around into a little bit of a positive now as far as prep is concerned for this game and then the three-point win at the Siegel Center.
1: Yeah, I think that you know three out of the four halves at BCU has played against Saint Bonaventure, they've been really good. And the fact that they were able to, um, this young team was able to come down a stretch with a talented team like Saint Bonaventure and pull out a win at the Siegel Center, um, says that they have the confidence and the ability to beat this team. I think it's going to be a very difficult team. I think you know they got one of the best centers in the league, and he he's a um, phenomenal defensive presence there. I think his wingspan is something like seven six um so amazing there and then they got two pretty good guards in Attaway and Lofton and you know coach Mark Schmidt is just a phenomenal coach he every year he seems to find a way to um, be in that top four and um I, you've been to Olean so you understand the recruiting challenge that it is to get kids there and somehow he finds a way to uh, identify the talent that works in his system and he gets them to come up and play hard and so I think it's going to be a phenomenal game but overall I think 3 out of the 4 halves BCU played really good against St. Bonaventure and I'm expecting two more um up in up in Dayton.
0: How do you think the Rams are using this week? Obviously, both teams get this week to rest up. St. Bonaventure, unlike VCU, doesn't play a lot of guys, so the week of rest will certainly help them from that standpoint. And I know Mike Rhodes is using this week to, you know, get those guys that we talked about, Bones, Highland, Vince Williams, healthy. But just from a strictly X's and O's prep standpoint, how do you think this week goes, Rodney? Because we've never really had to deal with this before, right? At least not in a long time that I can remember, where you get got a whole week off before you play a championship game.
1: Yeah, you know, I grew up watching the ACC tournament, and I loved how the games were back-to-back-to-back. To back to back and, um, you know, I felt like that created a tournament atmosphere. But I think that with this season the way that it is, I mean, nothing else has been normal. I think these guys have been able to adjust. But I think Coach Rhodes is um using this more in two other rooms than the basketball court, or three other rooms other than the basketball court. Probably the, the weight room, the – training room and the film room and just hoping guys can heal up some of these bumps and bruises coming into this very important week for VCU. So I think that's probably what they're doing. Coach Rhodes has a philosophy. We are going to do a a, a scout. He wants people to um, understand the tendencies of of the players that we're playing against, but really it's about us. And so he's probably concentrating, getting his fundamentals um, back on how VCU wants to execute more so than concentrating on what St. Bonaventure does. And I think when you play a team for a third time, you probably know the majority of their nuances at this point.
0: Uh, I'm not going to ask you uh, who you would think (laughs) is going to win these awards that I think are being released today in the Atlantic 10, but can you kind of give me what your thought process would be on what you expect to see coming out of these awards from the VCU perspective today? Because obviously Bones Highland name is going to be in there, uh, conversation for player of the year, and Ace Baldwin's name for rookie of the year, and Mike Rhodes' name uh, for coach of the year.
1: Yeah, and I think that VCU will have a strong presence on the defense, all deep mm-hmm. um, Atlantic Ten defensive team. I think that if you don't have a couple players on there from um, from VCU, the way that VCU played defense this year, that it would be it would be disappointing. I, and hands down, Coach Rhodes is the coach of the year, and I would debate that with anybody. And I know people are probably thinking I'm a homer, um, and I am. But when you're picked <laughs> ninth and you come out and you've got these two, this young team, you know eight guys on the team that are freshman or sophomore and you finish uh, in the top two of the league and you know within a couple percentage points of being finishing first in the league I just can't see anybody having a strong enough argument that he's not coach of the year and he's going to deflect and talk about how important his staff is to him and you know they really have a cohesive staff and you know how important that is in college basketball so I'm excited for him and the staff. Um, To to get that award. And then I think Bones is definitely in contention for player of the year. I think he probably, hands down, would have been had he not sat out two, had to sit out two weeks coming down the stretch. And, you know, a lot of times player of the year is, you know, um, who's done the most recently, not necessarily the whole body of work sometimes. So I think he'll definitely be considered. And I think you know, you've got, again, multiple guys, Vince, Hassan Ward um, that can be mentioned for the all-defensive team. So I think that First being shut almost shut out last year. That VCU will have a strong presence on those ten teams, and I do believe. I think they're getting announced today um, around eleven a.m. I think.
0: All right. Uh, finish up big picture, and you alluded to this about the eight ten probably only getting two teams I think you know win or lose St. Bonaventure and VCU are both in from that standpoint any argument that could be made and I saw one somewhere last night Rodney on St. Louis uh, their net is 45 which squarely puts them on the bubble and they finished what 14 and 6 and 4 and 4 in the quad 1 and quad 2 games you think there's any way the a 10 sneaks that third team in
1: I don't unfortunately you know I think that um I would love for them to be. I think unfortunately that COVID pause really mm-hmm. took a toll on them and they just weren't able to come back and let a couple wins, you know, the, the loss to Dayton probably hurt them. Um, you know, I just think that, think that ultimately this year it's a 2 bid league. Um, I do think this is going to, this league is continuing to grow and could be a three, maybe 14 bid league next year if they take care of business in the, in the, um, preseason, in the non-conference season. So, I'd love to be able to make a case for it, but I don't I don't see it. I think that St. Bonaventure and BCU, whoever wins will probably be a 10 seed, around a 10 seed. Whoever loses will probably be an 11 or a 12. Uh,
0: what do you think it's going to look and feel like, Rodney, this year? You've been to enough NCAA tournaments, and we all know the hoopla that surrounds them, which is such a major part of this thing. Uh, what do you think the look and feel will be like in Indianapolis, in Indiana?
1: you know i think it'll continue to be somewhat sterile as we've seen throughout the year but i do think it's going to be a unique experience in that all the teams are going to be in one city i think that that's kind of cool um but i think it's going to be sterile but at the same time it's still the NCAA tournament it's the it's it's you know you, when you're a college athlete that's what you a basketball player that's what you aspire to so I don't, I hope that the environment is such that they still relish it the way that they should because it's a huge accomplishment to make it. As you know, it's a difficult place to get to and these kids deserve to be, um, to celebrate it regardless of how many fans are in the stands. It's still going to be on TV. You're still going to hear Billy Packer and, and all these guys, you know, not Billy Packer, but all these guys <laughs> that you're used to, um, used to hearing are still going to call the game and they should they should try to enjoy it but I do think it's going to be a little sterile
0: well since you mentioned Billy Packers I love that Rodney because that goes back to my era as well so you grew up watching the ACC tournament now that you're all grown up right before our very eyes Rodney Ashby are you watching the ACC tournament this weekend
1: absolutely it's technology (laughs) grand regardless of where you are in the world you can fire up Hulu and watch it anywhere where you are, whether you're waiting for your next meeting in a parking lot or um, sitting in the office. So I've definitely been watching and I tell you, Duke looked pretty good yesterday.
0: They did. Uh, They absolutely did. All right, something tells me you're sitting in a parking lot waiting for your next meeting to get started so I don't want you to be late. Thank you for squeezing us in this morning, Rodney, and uh, uh, have a great call this weekend and uh, good luck to the Rams and St. Bonaventure in the championship game and we know both teams will represent the A-10 well.
1: Thanks for having me, Bob. Take care.